Welcome to Sustainably Speaking. I'm Mia Quinn. In this episode, we'll look toward the future and learn about the emerging generation of thinkers and doers, Generation Z. Gen Z is a group notoriously passionate about purpose, standing up for equality, and creating a better future in areas such as education, social justice, and climate change. Today, we're sustainably speaking with Gulai Sarhatkalu. Gulai is BASF's Senior Vice President of Performance Materials in North America, and she's also the mother of an 18-year-old future engineer. We'll talk about Gen Z's passion for sustainability, where this passion may come from, and how this emerging workforce will change the course of how the world does business. Later, I'll be joined by my colleague, Carly Zachariah. She's a sustainability coordinator in the plastics division here at ACC and also a Gen Zer. Let's talk about Gulai. Gulai's professional and personal background give her a unique perspective on how these young adults fit into the industry and what drives them. I am a chemical engineer and studied for a long time in the fields of polymer science and engineering and um, then uh, have been right now uh, running the performance materials division in North America region. We manufacture engineering for transportation, industrial and construction applications. And I have a uh, right now 18 year old, Generation Z. I grew up in the Generation X uh, times, and uh, obviously I see the difference between my generation and my son's generation and the thinking, and um, so I think shape how I feel about the topic of sustainability, and also how I look at the new generation's uh, ambition and thinking towards the topics um, of the social and environmental concerns. Her son is in college now, studying to be an engineer. So my son is studying at Imperial College and studying engineering and the things that he has exposed to and the knowledge and awareness uh, at that age. I mean, he is in the only in the second uh, year of engineering school is far more advanced and far more different than what we have learned as engineers. Gulai continues to explain how engineering as a discipline has evolved in a short matter of time and about how sustainability has become more of an integrated component. Definitely, they have a different and more holistic way of looking at sustainability, more on the industry and the practices, more on what we are doing um, as a company to ensure that we make ourselves relevant for the new talent. And that means having a sustainable portfolio, strategies and ambitions and also actions. So I get a lot of questions from him and his friends about, okay, what are you doing about, for example, sustainable energy? What are you doing about uh, recyclability? Um, Things like that always comes into, into the discussions. What are you doing for people? What are you doing for um, society? What are you doing for environment? It's clear that this generation of young adults is passionate about building a bright and sustainable future for humanity and the earth. So where does this passion for purpose come from? 
I think the first of all we need to understand a little bit where they are coming from. Yeah. So Generation Z had never had the privilege of not knowing. I mean, they grew up, I think, with search engines like Google since 1998, social media, mobile phones, and um, they grew up with, let's say, bite-sized information culture. Um, so how they learn, how they connect, how they live, how they make decisions are a little bit different than maybe the previous uh, generations. So the companies have to understand we are talking about a new generation and of young people who will be uh, the majority of the United States as a workforce in the future. There are 78 million. They are larger population than millennials right now. And they will shape the economy. They will make decisions, uh, whether it is on the political end or in the companies ex as executives or strategists or uh, as the consumers uh, per se. So we have to first understand where they're coming from and try to uh, make sure we adapt our strategies um, to their needs and their beliefs and values. Our experiences mold us into who we are, so it's easy to understand how these shared experiences could have formed this hyper-aware generation. With a heightened sense of awareness and constant access to information comes skepticism of the status quo. Gen Z is not content with the way things are, and they're on a mission to better their world, which is filled with major uncertainties and challenges due to the pandemic, economic situation, and international conflicts. Gulai says that this skepticism has a tangible economic and business impact. I think for the last uh, decades, advertising encouraged my generation and the generations before me that we need better, newer, or extra products in our lives. And that like we can improve our social status by owning these products or having a certain lifestyle. Um, the new generation doesn't believe that. So they appreciate the experience more than the ownership. And for example, you see a lot of uh, new business models for renting items that they want to use only a few times or renting a car rather than purchasing it. So that will. Um, I think in, in general change what they purchase. And also I think the Generation Z tend to graduate towards more purpose-driven brands and they want brands or products that stands for something and they would like to see walking the talk and they are not afraid to boycott or not purchase from the brands that is not delivering what they promised. So I believe with that um, accountability on the brands to deliver what they want and stand for something, whether it's a social topic or sustainability, and not owning a lot is going to change the economy. Gen Z is serious about sustainability with Forbes branding them as the sustainability generation, citing climate and environmental issues as their number one concern. As they begin to enter the workforce, one major question some Gen Zers struggle with is how can they reconcile good business with the environmental crisis? 
Gulai has been with BASF for over a decade and has seen how the company is listening to this demand by addressing environmental issues. BASF is already applying circular economy in a number of ways. So we have two complementary approaches when it comes to circular economy. Keep it smart approach, which implies continued efforts to increase efficiency in our own production processes or in our customers or uh, pro- their production processes. Don't know familiar with our concept of Verbund, but we have um, sites that are connected to each other and we are really large contribution of circular economy from right the beginning of BASF's foundation. I think we are progressing not only making commitments, but really having concrete actions in the industry um, to, towards more circular economy. Uh, the Verbund uh, has been, the, I think, the best example on how you can create um, chemistry in a resource-efficient way and capture most of the value. And we have um, Verbund size more than 150 years because you have certain raw materials um, at the very basic chemicals. Um, and then you use these basic chemicals to create new products with new production. In our verbund sites, that that verbund sites, the the system creates efficient value chains from basic chemicals right to the high value products um, such as coatings or crop protect protection products and all these um, uh, plants are connected in a way that byproducts of one plant are used as raw materials of another. It's interesting to hear how companies like BASF pioneered circular processes nearly 150 years ago and how we're still working on making this concept a reality. While it might sound discouraging to some given the long time frame for change, it's important to remember that widespread innovation that changes the status quo takes time. I guess we are also dealing with the new generation's ability to um, change quite uh, fast and their expectations for coming to a solution is a bit impatient. But if you look at the industrial revolution from the past, it takes years for a circular economy to come into place, whether it is solving the plastics issue, whether it is um, solving the collection or um, sorting, um, whether um, it is using the Earth's resources less and more efficiently, all these topics requires innovation. And the innovation will take time. We will start from somewhere and then eventually and slowly go into more efficient processes, more um, successful processes. But I think that we have to give it some time. I understand the younger generations because of they have access to information quickly, um, resolving the, let's say, problems much quicker. But I uh, would like to just remind them that um, some of the technologies are big changes and it will take time like any other innovation. This generation's sense of urgency stems from their understanding of the looming climate crisis. They're eager to solve today's problems for tomorrow's sake. And they bring the energy needed to move us toward a brighter future. 
We have to remember that um, in the industrial environment, every change um, starts uh, very small with an idea, but then it evolves and develops into the solutions we know today. And I am pretty sure the technologies, whether it's advanced cycling, whether it is renewable energy, I think we will get to a point um, that will be the norm in the future. Um, so the small start and slower progress should not be discouraging uh, the younger generations that we are not doing um, as much as we can. Sustainability for me is, um, is a way for society to progress and prosper in harmony with the planet. I think uh, it is maintaining the healthy balance between people and environment. And um, it is a topic of across generations and time. Gulai believes that Gen Z, more than any other generation before it, puts humans and the environment first. And she too shares those values. And joining me today is my colleague, Carly Zachariah. Carly, thanks so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Any highlights for you listening to Gulai? Definitely. I think that Gulai provided a good analysis of Gen Z's sort of strengths and weaknesses. Our strengths are sort of how passionate we are about the environment and about sustainability, but then a drawback can kind of be our desire for sort of instant gratification. I think a lot of that is due to, you know, having the world at our fingertips and being able to access information quickly. I think that whenever we aren't seeing that progress on sort of the timeline that we would hope for, we get kind of discouraged. With our passion does come lack of patience. Carly Zachariah works in our sustainability practice within plastics division here at ECC. I love your story. Will you just tell us a little bit about how you ended up working here and, and your path? Absolutely. So I grew up in a working class family in Western Pennsylvania. I'm actually a first generation college student. I wanted to leave Pennsylvania and get a formal education. So I moved on my own to North Carolina. I attended Elon University on scholarship. And there I studied international business and political science. And my concentration was in global sustainability. During college, I interned at the Environmental Defense Fund in Raleigh as an energy efficiency intern. And that was the first time where I was like, okay, in the environmental space is like definitely where I want to work long term. Graduated from college in 2020, so not a great job market, of course, with the COVID-19 pandemic. And so I went to grad school, actually. Wasn't expecting to do that. I was like, I'll be a first-generation college student, but I didn't know I'd be a first-generation master's student. And so I went to the Duke University Fuqua School of Business and got my master's in management through Duke Kunshan University in Shanghai, China. And after that, I moved to DC and started at ACC as a sustainability coordinator. Tell me what attracted you to working here and how you found this role. I was in a club at Duke for students that were interested in going into the environmental space there. And so whenever I saw this role, it was just so unique to me and so unlike anything I'd seen before. My whole mantra in college was, I'm so fascinated by the intersection of sustainability and 
business, which are two things that people could think are conflicting, but there actually is a really nice collaboration there. And so I thought the same could be true in the chemical industry. You are probably way more in depth on sustainability than many of us. What are you seeing that impresses you the most or gives you the most hope sustainability wise? I think what gives me the most hope is just how much dialogue there is. It's what our work revolves around is sustainability and the circularity of plastics and minimizing and eliminating plastic waste in the natural environment. I think that we're taking a really realistic standpoint that really resonates with me being Gen Z. Plastic is going to exist in modern society. And so how can we make it so that it's not impacting the environment negatively? We're not going to eliminate it because it's just not realistic. So how can we work together to make it more sustainable? And so I like that we're actually having those conversations instead of pretending like it's not a problem. If there's someone out there who's looking for a career in sustainability and they wouldn't automatically think about the plastics industry as an option, what would you tell them? That there is opportunity in the plastics industry. You have to start considering the environmental implications. And so there definitely is opportunity for somebody to have a career like this one. Gen Z loves to have their voice be heard and be out at the table. There's a lot of space for for us in, in this career. As a member of, of Gen Z, what kind of actions do you like to see companies taking? We grew up with smartphones, so we've always been able to access information and have our questions answered sort of instantaneously. So with that being said, I don't think that we're very easily persuaded. So we want companies to take action that, you know, we don't just want them to talk the talk. We want them to walk the walk as well. We want to see, you know, that their values align with ours, but then also we want to know how are they achieving these goals that they, that they mentioned. We want to know that companies are doing things because they know it's the right thing to do. What's Gen Z's relationship with, with environmentalism? Yeah, I I think that it's the strongest relationship yet with environmentalism. I think we're saying climate change is real and we have to do something about it. I mean, sustainability is ensuring that the resources used today can be used in the future as well. And I think we're starting to say, you know, that might not be the case if we don't make some big changes soon. Do you all talk about circularity or is that a new term to you when you got here? Yeah, I... I think that's a very up and coming term. I think that sustainability is sort of the biggest like hot button item that we talk about. But the thing with sustainability is it's such a broad concept and its circularity would fall into that bucket. And I think that that's something that I've learned on the job, but it is very important. And I am able to, you know, talk to my friends about it now. It's a concept that we're all really interested in. We talk a lot about recycling and how it needs to be more accessible in in communities and how the different, you know, there's the the hard to recycle plastics or the under recycled plastics and how we can step up recycling, you know, films and flexibles and plastic bags and things like that. And I've introduced to them the concept of life cycle work that I've learned about on the job here. If you do a life cycle analysis on it versus other materials, it actually comes out on top. And so Really, the main question is how we can recycle plastic at its end of life. 
but they still are very curious about recycling and accessibility. And we live in North Carolina now. We live in Asheville. And so in the mountains, you know, recycling isn't as accessible as it is in some other more urban settings. And so kind of thinking about how in rural America, we don't leave them out of the the conversation. Okay, I have one last question just for fun. What is your favorite plastic item that you could not live without? And I'll tell you mine. It's my contact lenses. Yeah, mine would definitely be just my cosmetic products. Carly, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Mia. It was great. And special thanks to Gulai for sharing her thoughts with us. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners, for sustainably speaking with us today. Please tell your friends and colleagues about Sustainably Speaking, and we'll be back in your podcast feeds with a new episode soon.